If you're going to build something from nothing, you've got to know what really works. I took a $1,000 loan and built a $5 billion business, and now I make smart investments in new businesses on Shark Tank. This is Barbara Corcoran, and you're listening to Business Unusual. Today on Business Unusual, I'll answer your questions about business, motivation, life, or anything else on your mind. But first, here's today's tip. The big guy always has the corner on money, but the little guy always has the corner on creativity. The very first listing I was able to advertise was a small one-bedroom on the third floor in the back of the building without any light. When I opened the New York Times to see what I should advertise, I found that there were over 300 apartments just like it advertising, and I didn't know how the heck I would compete. So knowing I only had $1,000 to start my business and it wasn't going to go very far, I decided to become creative. I went back to the owner of the building and convinced him to build a small wall that would divide the L of the living room from the rest of the room. That enabled me to advertise that one bedroom as a one bedroom and den. And that's exactly what I did. One bedroom and den, $340. Although there were so many ads in that Sunday's paper, no one had a den for the same $340. I rented that apartment right out and use that money to continue advertising a one-bedroom and den as the developer constantly added the walls. What I didn't have in money, I had in creativity. And it was the creativity that beat out all the ads in the paper that day, why I got over 200 calls on my little one-bedroom and den while all the other competitors were wondering why their phone didn't ring. When I was lucky enough to get my first condominium project, a whole building of apartments to sell in the East 50s in Manhattan, I was thrilled. I thought I could sell anything, but I was wrong. Not a single person I showed the units to made any kind of an offer. The problem with the building is the units within it were just like every other building in town, nothing special about it, and besides which, it was overpriced. So I went back to the owner after trying to sell this thing for a number of months and said, here's what we're going to do. I convinced him to paint the entire building pink, and I called it and advertised it as the Pink Elephant. Something about that name brought out affection in people's hearts when they saw the building and looked over the units, and suddenly everybody was making offers on it. I had a very small advertising budget from the owner to advertise it, so I made the most of it by advertising Pink Elephant East 50s, and everyone had to come to see it. And it was that very name that made people feel affectionate about this building, and I started getting the offers in until the whole darn building was sold. What's important to remember is that even if the big guy gets a creative idea, He's got office politics, a pecking order, committees, and an attorney to vet his ideas. Why? Because he has a lot at stake and a lot to lose. But when you're the little guy, you could take your idea that you think of on Monday and get it on the streets on Tuesday and beat him to the punch. Remember, the little guy always has the advantage over the big guy. This is Business Unusual with Barbara Corcoran. And now it's time to answer your questions on Business Unusual. Paul from Dallas, Texas asked, You say that your biggest successes were on the heels of your biggest failures. I haven't found that to be the case. What did you do to turn your failures around? 
Well, I'll tell you, Paul, you can't turn a failure around. All you can do is wait it out. And once it's over, look for the next opportunity. Because I have found that every time there's a downside to anything, there's an equally large upside if you're smart enough to flip over the coin and look for it. So just hang in there. That's the key to getting past failure. Lily from Highland Park, Illinois asked, I heard a successful female business owner say that building a business isn't hard. If that's true, then why are so many people challenged by it? Building a business isn't hard at all if you're willing to work 80-hour weeks instead of the usual 40, if you're willing to put all your money in one basket, if you're willing to risk losing it, if you're willing to keep your chin up and stay hopeful when you hit lots of obstacles that you're not sure you could ever get through. No, I wouldn't agree with that, lady. I think building a business for everyone who does it is enormously hard. Mark from Glencoe, Illinois asks, I manage an inside business development team in auto sales. When interviewing my applicants, what's the best question to determine if they are office-driven or more face-to-face? I get it, Mark. And here's a shortcut I use to decide who's going to be good on the inside and who's going to be good on the outside. I ask them to tell me about every job they've had and what they like best about it and what they like least about it. Once you get a rundown on every job and hear their preferences, you'll know right away whether they're better on the inside or on the outside. Because if you put people where they naturally belong, where they're naturally inclined to let their personality show, you're going to have an efficient, happy employee. And that's all the questions we have time for today. If you have a question, tweet it at Barbara Corcoran, and I may just answer it on a future episode. You've been listening to Business Unusual with me, Barbara Corcoran. Come back next week to hear more steps and missteps I took on the path to success on Business Unusual. Business Unusual is part of the iHeartRadio Podcast Network. Come back next week and be sure to follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.